Hello everyone, it's Aru Sanchez and Aliza Sanchez. And thank you guys so much for watching this video. We have two amazing, not four, but two amazing questions today. The first one, should a woman start a conversation? Ooh. And the second one is how to continue a conversation romantically to progress into a date or a relationship. These are those questions that I know a lot of you guys are out there are thinking and asking yourself. Should, should I do this or should I not do this and how do I do it? Mm -hmm. But before we answer these questions, guys, please like this video, share it, comment, follow us on other platforms, on our YouTube channel, Conversation Guru, Conversation Guru, on our podcast, Converse with anyone, anywhere. We would really appreciate it, guys. Please, please. All right, to the first question. Here it goes. Should women start the conversation yes or no and why Aliza please I'm about to answer that but first of all guys for the people that do follow us and have been supporting us for as long as you guys have really really appreciate you guys give us a lot of inspiration and motivation so keep following us and keep helping us out thank you now should women start the conversation you know before I married you I used to google this question a lot mm. a lot I know I know. I saw her, her search history. It was I just, <laughs> should women start the conversation? Um, because, you know, I'm the type of woman that's like, yeah, mm. like, I don't want to wait for someone to, like, come and, like, ask Talk me out. Like, I, like, I want to pick and I want to go, you know? Uh -huh. Like, like let's get things done. Um, but here's my, my idea. I think that when people hold themselves back and they give themselves all of these reasons, like, no, 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 men want the woman to to wait for them to come you know they want to be chased and if you if they're not chasing the woman then they're not into it and all that stuff and what the conclusion i came to after a lot of research and trial and error out was it's this you ready for this mm -hmm. they're all excuses Amor. Mm. they're all excuses it doesn't matter who starts the conversation it matters what you say that's true yeah it doesn't matter what time the conversation starts it matters what you say none of it doesn't matter like no one's gonna remember i mean maybe if like it's part of your story like who started what who started what you know but other than that it doesn't really matter the only people there's only like two type of people that are going to care if you start the conversation first and the first one is going to be guys that you just don't want to be with because they're going to be the type of guy that's like no, you will wear what I say you wear, you will do what I say, and things like that. Now, if you are the type of woman that wants that type of man, go for it, but you should not start the conversation then. But that means that you need to know what type of man you want, not looking for what type of woman men want. Because men want what you can offer, right? And if you mesh, you mesh. If not, you don't. But it's not going to be about if you started the conversation or not. Only if it's some kind of like very like, I am the man type of person, right? Mm -hmm. The other type is woman who are going to shame you about it. Hmm. Now, this is something that drives me crazy, but happens a lot, where women have very strong and strict ideas about what a woman should be. And if you are going outside of that definition of what a woman should be, well, then clearly you're just not a woman, you know? You're some kind of weird, like, wants to be a man type of person, you know? Like, uh -huh. I got a lot of this growing up. Uh -huh. Like, really? Like, like, what's wrong with you? You know, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just like braver than them that's all guys that's all so then my question is this and i know that everyone out there is also probably thinking this is so but isn't there a stigma in society that says right that if women start conversations or they approach the guy or they start the conversation it shows that they're desperate 
and they just want to start something. Is that true or, or not? Well, let me give you an example to answer this, right? Okay. okay so we're going to do two scenarios, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to start this conversation in both, right? Mm -hmm. Here's the first one, ready? And I want you to tell me what you're getting from this conversation. So, um, are you single? Uh, yes. Oh, well, then what are you waiting for? Don't you want a piece of this? Do I don't mean? know. What? <laughs> <laughs> what are you getting from that conversation? So immediately, uh, the vibes and the sensations I'm getting is definitely 100% like very desperate and like very forward and aggressive. Yeah, and almost yes. like going to punish you if you say mm -hmm. something they don't want to hear, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas if you start the conversation like, hi, what's your name? Aurus. Aurus, that's such yes. an interesting name. Where does that come from? Well, it comes from Latin. It means something that shines like gold. Wow. Your parents must think highly of you. I think so. Do they deserve it? We'll see. I don't know. What's the, the vibe you get from that kind of conversation? Much more friendlier, much more maybe even flirtatious, mm -hmm. much more interest, mm -hmm. and not so direct. Hey, let's get to know each other a little bit. Let, let, like, let's converse a bit. Right, and there's still a little bit of ambiguity there about mm -hmm. where this could go, right? It's yes. kind of you're just feeling each other out. That's not desperate. That's just like, oh, you're interesting. It's all about what you say, not about who starts the conversation, right? And you know who's actually a great source if you want to um, find a little bit more information on this is Matthew Ooh, Hussey, actually. He's great. He's awesome, guys. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And, you know, there are so many situations that you could use. Like, let's say we're at, I love this, this situation, right? Let's say you're online. Mm -hmm. at like a coffee shop or something right and you see like someone's good looking in front of you and you want to start a conversation with them you can just be like hey what's good here and that starts a conversation immediately yeah doesn't have to be desperate you just you can start it there's no reason to hold yourself back no reason whatsoever interesting mm -hmm. and i also agree with elisa guys i definitely agree with you the fact that women can start conversations and a lot of times they should i'm not saying every single situation and it's so interesting because a lot of times women have this, they have these ideas that men want certain things mm -hmm. or men think a certain way, right? But so many men out there, they want women to be aggressive. They want the women to come and speak to them first and start the conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Now, of course, it's like what you mentioned. It's not about who starts it, it's about what you say. And, there was, and there's been some studies that have shown that, that the beginning of a conversation, like however you started, right, within a couple minutes, both parties most likely are going to forget how you started the conversation. Yeah. It doesn't really matter how you start the conversation. What matters is your tonality, your body language, and how confident you are, mm -hmm. right? Because you, you could have a phenomenal opener, guys. You could have a great opener. But if you have a great opener but no confidence or you're creepy, then, of course, the other person is going to leave, right? But I do -uh. think... Creepy works. It depends. It really depends. <laughs> But I honestly do believe that women should start conversations yeah. and it's all about teaching women to become more confident mm -hmm. in those type of scenarios. And I'm not even talking about professional like networking because in a networking professional type of environment, it like it lends it. It's easier to, to be more upfront because it's more of a business type of thing. You're trying to advance your career, maybe trying to make more money, trying to uh, increase your network. But I think that if women want to start more conversations, what they should do is they should borrow that mentality so when a, if a woman goes to a networking event or to something more professional or something more of a career type of thing right your mentality is i want to increase my network a lot of times and it's easier to approach the you know people and start conversations women should borrow that mentality install it in their brains when they're out in social environments and they should do the same thing say hey listen i'm just i'm just here to increase my network now yes a lot of times 
women go out because they want to meet a guy, they want to get a spouse, they want to start going out with someone, right? They want to feel love. They want to have love in their life. But if you start, but if you start with that mentality, like I need love, I need to find someone today by this week, then you're putting so much pressure on yourself and you're not going to get it. But if you borrow the mentality, I'm just here to increase my network and let's see who I meet. Mm -hmm. The pressure is off and to start conversations is way, way easier now because now you're not expecting anything. If you're not expecting anything, the, the best things will come out of it. Yeah. And you know what I actually love about that point that you just made is like, okay, so if you go into every conversation just feeling out like what's going to come out from this conversation, mm -hmm. right? Like you don't go in trying to say like this person will be my future husband, right? Instead, you just go in like this person looks interesting. Let me find out more about them. Yes. What's going to end up happening is you're going to start not trying to fit them into a mold that fits what you want your husband to be. Because like what a lot of people will do is they'll go into a conversation, right? And they'll be like, okay, I want this person to, to, to be the one I end up with, right? Mm -hmm. And then what happens is they have like, they'll see like red flags. And instead of using those red flags to like move along, they'll make excuses for those red flags mm -hmm. because they want to fit that person to what they need, right? Correct, yeah. Whereas instead what they should be doing is having that conversation, see those red flags and be like, okay, maybe this guy is just a friend, you know? And that way, you're going to find someone who actually really fits with you rather than, well, I guess they work, you know? Yes, correct. And I, I love that. It's you got to see the red flags. And then once you see the red flags, you can discern, do you want to go this way? Do you want to go that way? Now, before we go on to the second question, Lisa and I, we're just going to give a couple quick, I think we should give like a couple quick tips on how yeah. women should actually start conversations. And I think one of the best approaches, I wouldn't even say it's a technique because it's so simple. It's something called the vuln the vulnerability mm. the vulnerability approach where basically it's like if you're in a new environment wherever you are and there's a lot of people and you really don't know anyone maybe one or two people but right and you want to go and meet people just go up to them say hey listen my name is uh vanessa my name is eliza whatever the case is i'm new here i i barely know anyone uh do you mind if i hang out with you a couple minutes or Hey, my name is Vanessa. I'm completely new here. I don't even know what to do here. Uh, what's your name? How are you? Mm -hmm. So now you're coming with the approach. Hey, hey listen, I'm this person. Uh, I don't know anyone else here. Let me hang out with you. And now that person, now you build curiosity in their mind. Oh, why does this person want to hang out with me? Oh, okay. Let, let me speak to this person. Now mm -hmm. they're curious because you were so vulnerable and people love when other people are vulnerable. They might, they may not notice it consciously, but subconsciously we're very attracted to that. Yeah. So I think if you just, you don't even have to think of a line or of a story, just go up and do it. Mm -hmm. Just go up and just say those things. And everyone, most of the time people are going to be open up. They're going to open up to you. And if not, then you could just let them go. Yeah. And I also think that if women are going to do this, they should approach either people who are like alone or with someone else. Try to avoid the bigger groups because the bigger the group it is, you can get lost and it's harder to approach. Yeah. You know what's also, like I use this approach all the time actually, but what I particularly love about it is that when you approach someone like this, you give them a new role, right? Mm. Instead of them just being like a person to hang out with, they're kind of like a teacher, right? Because you don't know anyone, you don't know anything about the situation. So what they get is they get a whole wealth of things that they can talk about with you. They That's can explain, true. oh, okay, well, this is like this. They can explain things rather than feeling that they have to keep up a banter with you, which can be more intimidating, right? When you're just explaining something, like let's say you're at a party, right? And you say like, oh, I don't know anybody here. They're like, oh, okay. And then they can explain like 
who the host is, how they know them, like all these different things that become more explaining rather mm. than like, well, I'm cool. Let me prove that I'm cool to you. You know, it's like yeah. less pressure. It's more just like, oh, okay, you need to know some information. Let me share you. Let me help you out. You know? Yeah. So it puts pressure off of both you and the other person. Yeah. So I love that. I absolutely love that. That's um, great. I use that all the time, like asking people for help, things like that. All the, all the time. All the time. It's good. Um, another thing that I used to um, use when I would approach guys was that I would, if I was coming with a group of friends, right? I would say, I would walk over and say like, listen, it's, it's, it's the stupidest thing, but it works like crazy guys. I would say like, listen, my friends dared me to come up and talk to you. Do you mind like talking to me for a little bit? Cause I don't want to go back and like look so embarrassed. And then they'll start talking with you because then they know that you think that they're cute. Right. Because like, why else would yeah. your friend send you over? But they're like helping you out also. And then like, you can talk about your friends rather than like this situation. You know, it's like putting that pressure off of there and shifting it a little bit. And you can joke a little bit about that. So it gives you like a lot of room to play in there. What do you think about that approach? Um, so I've seen it. I honestly think it's very immature. Really? I think it's such a super immature, <laughs> stupid approach. I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest. Such a dumb approach. It's, I've seen it happen. Mm -hmm. I've been in groups where women have tried to do that. And if, yeah, if you want to say it's cute because you're coming over and, and doing like that, fine. Yeah. I'll give them that. Guys, we're very just like whatever, whatever comes, whatever we'll just take. But a lot of times guys are like, all right, that was okay. That was ridiculous. They're like, oh, okay. Really? I've never had that response. 100%. No, of, no. The guys are not going to have that response towards the girl. Of course not. Mm -hmm. Pretty women coming to speak to them. What is there not to like about it? Mm -hmm. But then later on, when they're hanging out with their friends or just talking with like close mm -hmm. friends, they're like, uh, they were like, they, they were, they, they, a lot of times guys will think, oh, they were probably just like all crazy or they're, they're desperate or they're drunk or wow. they come with, with these. But of course, they're not going to care and they're not going to say that to the women. They're well, not going to say. That's going to like hold back women from doing that approach because like yeah. that's like you're making fun of them. No. But see, here's the thing. Men don't say they're not gonna say this in front of the woman that hey uh, hey this is ridiculous. But and like stuff if like they that. know that's gonna happen behind their backs, that's almost worse. Mm -hmm. So how would like okay as a man, what would be the best way for a woman to approach you? The first way, such a simple. A lot of times, mm -hmm. us men and women we overcomplicate things mm -hmm. in so many things. Many years ago, when when I first started doing seminars uh, uh, on on communication skills. I would give a lot of techniques and tips on like, you know, bring a camera with you and like invent this story and have a friend of yours double team with you and help you out with this. Like something that you need, like a game plan. Like a whole game plan. And this is de de definitely a game plan. And I think it's easier for women to use game plans on men than men to use game plans on women. So 100% easier for women. Um, so that's one thing. And I used to teach all these things. And of course, a lot of times it would work because it's an interesting, it's a, you know, superficially, it's a very interesting, different way to approach people. But then I thought, why teach, why talk about all these game plans and bring these props and this and that? If you really just want to speak to someone, you only need two things. You need to be vulnerable and you, you need to be confident. And that's mm -hmm. such an easy approach, such an easy yeah, approach. Yeah, but it's not easy to bring up all that confidence, no? Well, then that's a different video, guys. That's a different video. Um, one last thing that I would mention about this okay. first thing before mm -hmm. we move on um, is that the scenario that you approach them in. I find it is always easier to approach someone when you are in an environment that's not supposed to be for like 
hooking up or things like that, right? Like mm -hmm. at a bar or a club, it's not as easy. If you're at a bookstore, way easier. If you're at a grocery store, way easier. If you're at a park, way easier because people are caught by surprise a little bit. And it's not like everyone, like the second you approach people know what you're doing, right? It's a lot less pressure. What do you think? I agree 100%. I, I agree. I really, she, she really said anything that I have no, no, nothing else to add. All right, let's do the second question, guys. Okay. How, to, How con to continue a conversation romantically to progress into a date or relationship? Please share your thoughts, editors. Okay, so th this question basically that the person asked, uh, this person asked these two questions, but this what he's really trying to ask is, how can I continue conversations so that that person can eventually become interested in me, right? Because a lot of times the problem is, how do I continue a conversation? Okay, so let's say you, you get it started, either if you're a man or a woman, you started the conversation, and uh, you started the conversation, everything's going well, but then a lot of times there comes a point where it's like, okay, now what do I, what do I say now? I'm lost, uh, I ran out of topics, or there's an awkward silence, so what do I do now, right? Mm -hmm. So I think there's, there's so many different tactics and approaches. One thing I'll definitely say, and this is, this is a very old tactic to have in mind, and it comes from the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. If you haven't checked it out, guys, check out that book. How to Win Friends and Influence People is the fun, it's a phenomenal, great beginner book uh, that can give you phenomenal insights into how to become a great conversationalist and just to get what you want. And they say it's to always to be interested in other people. Just be interested in them. So I think first you start being interested in them. Do not interview them. Like don't ask them a thousand questions because then if this person tells you, hey, am I in an interview? Like why are you asking me so many questions? It's a dialogue. It's not a monologue where only one person is speaking. It's, it's two people, right? So as long as you're interested in them and you're taking questions, either one, you're asking very unique questions that usually people would not ask, or you're taking very cliche questions and you're rewording them so that it sounds very unique and different in front of them to their ears or in, in their perspective, right? These are just some simple things. I also knew someone that what they would do is that they would find, they, so they would go on Google, this is a great hack, go on Google, find uh, top conversation starters, he would print them out or write them down on a piece of paper and then he would put it inside of his wallet and just carry that with him everywhere. And either, depending on the environment, well, what he would do is either he would take out the list and he would say, listen, I have some interesting questions that I want to ask you. Again, he's being vulnerable, he's being very direct, but if he saw that it wasn't the right environment, or maybe like these people have different personalities, he wouldn't take out the list. He would just say, hey, listen, I, I have a question for you. And then he, he would go into it. So it's a lot of times it's just preparing ahead of time, either interesting conversation starters or already having certain questions, right? Having certain questions, unique questions that you want to ask this person based on what they've been saying because you've been interested in it. Mm, okay. What do you think? I, I think that's... Very good. I think it's very true that that does help continue a conversation. Um, in terms of tips that I would give, one would be that, like, a lot of people say, like, you should ask why questions, right? Which means, like, instead of just saying, like, what do you do? Like, say, like, what do you do? And, like, why do you do it? Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I don't love about why questions is that it kind of makes people think a little bit about, like, like very, like, esoteric type of thoughts. Like, where they're very, like, abstract and, like, well... Why do I exist? Why do I do what I do every day? Why do I spend my life this way? You know, it's very deep and very like pressured. I like to 
take that question but rephrase it, right? Like, let's say I'm asking someone about their job, right? Like, right. okay, what do you do? And let's say you say, I'm a construction worker. Really? What do you like about construction work? I get to, I get to like really get stronger, and I just hang, I just like hanging out with the boys and just working with them. Now, do you see how that was a why question? Yes. But it was reshaped into something that was simple to answer, right? Correct. Now, what I know about him is that you like hanging out with the boys and stuff like that. So I can build off of that. So instead of just asking a why question that's going to make the person feel like, oh man, i got to come up with a very profound and deep and good answer, ask them what they like about it. That makes it less pressure on the conversation and it gives you more room to grow in that conversation. Um, another tip that I would give in terms of how to continue a conversation is that you have to maintain eye contact with the person, mm -hmm. right? Now that doesn't mean like, go like this, right? But, <laughs> but it means like when they're talking, like don't be thinking in your head about what you're gonna say, right? Because what happens when you think in your head what you're gonna say is your eyes glaze over, right? Mm. Like here, we're gonna try an experiment, right? Okay. Let's have a conversation. I want you to think about what you, were to, what you want to respond. Okay, so let's First. pretend we're talking. Okay, okay, ready? Okay, ready? So how was your day? My day was pretty good. Um, I had a meeting with some of the teachers that I work with, okay. and um, I read a whole bunch for a history course I'm taking right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, in my case, I also read some books, and uh, I had lunch with Donald Trump. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> But you see, his eyes, at the end, he had to like almost struggle to remember what mm -hmm. I was saying, which means that you're not really engaged in the conversation, which means that I don't think you're really interested in what I have to say which means that that conversation is going to die. Can you show the audience uh, that eye movement that I did? Oh, what he did was like this, uh-huh. Oh, okay, okay. Like oh, he yeah. was trying to remember information. Your eyes tend to move away when you're remembering information. So instead, now let's try one where you're just listening to what I have to say, right? Okay. And Go. like, don't think about what you're gonna say. Mm -hmm. So uh, today I actually had to read a ton for this history course like the most I've ever had to read like 100 just to write one tiny short answer it was crazy well what was the reading on I'm just curious uh, it was like about uh, knights in the middle ages and yeah you read 300 <laughs> pages on knights yeah yeah I did I did I don't remember 200 of them but I remember 100 of them. okay I get it <laughs> but you see how it was able to build a little bit more it felt a little bit better I could tell he was interested so that is your responsibility over there to make sure that you're still interested in the conversation and I'm just curious I just have to ask you a question so let's say let's say the person gets the conversation going and stuff like that and they're using these techniques now how do you make the conversation start to gear more towards like either I was about to ask you that. like more romantically or like going to like another date and stuff like that like like not not so just friend zoning like you want to you want a little bit more like you want to go out with them again you want to mm. maybe go uh, you know become like a couple or something so there's a lot you can do i think the the most basic of that is to hint that you want to ask them on a date okay so like let's say for example okay let's start a conversation right okay like Okay, so um, so how do you like the steak? It's actually really, really good. I love this steakhouse, but you know, there's actually a really great steakhouse that's um, a couple blocks that way that I would love to go out with you to. Really? Yeah. Do you have time next week sometime? Yeah, anywhere from 10 p.m. and on. Cool. <laughs> so what I did was I set up a future with that person. Mm -hmm. Now, it's still not clear if it's romantic or friendship, but that's up to the date to like really set up, guys, or just flirting. That's just a matter of flirting with a person. What do you think? I also, I 100% agree with with, with Aliza. Um, you can even test it out. 
like you can throw like little tests d- during the conversation or like like what Eliza mentioned she used the word hints like you you said hints throw out li- little hints that maybe you want to do it again mm-hmm. you want to go out again or you want to take this person somewhere else or uh and, and and stuff like that and when you throw out these little tests these little exams you don't just throw one like throw a whole cluster of them and see how the person responds like are they ever like um go out again like do you want me to meet your parents or do you want me to or well yeah yeah i'm exaggerating a little bit but i think you guys get the point that you throw these clusters and you see is it is this person leaning towards more positivity mm-hmm. like they're like like they're, they're saying yes more are they saying no more or are they more like in the middle because it could happen where it's like this person likes you but they're still not sure because maybe it hasn't been enough time and they just got to see so they're not sure mm-hmm. so they could be leaning towards more so one side towards the other but you definitely got to throw out uh hints signs little exams be flirtatious more like do it more often during the conversation and just see how they respond so then at the end of that date or at the end of that conversation or that hangout you know exactly what to do you know what to do based on their reaction and believe it or not if you do this a lot of times you will not get rejected because you were just throwing out little tests and clusters of signs and you were seeing how they were responding and that's it well let me ask you a question about that actually oh no Okay, yeah. go, go. Here it comes, ready? Here you go. A lot of people, like, hate confrontation, right? That's and they hate, like, letting people down. Correct. So what a lot of people will do on a date is they'll pretend like they're having a great time on the date, right? And, like, right. when that person brings up those hints of, like, oh, let's go and do this, let's go and do that. And then that person will be like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like, the date ends and the person, like, sends them a message, like, okay, let's meet up, blah, blah, blah. And then it just doesn't work out. So what's the question? My question is, how do you prepare for that type of situation? You mean the person that's getting rejected? Yeah, but like the person isn't giving them any signals that they're going to reject them. So then in that case, it's not your fault, guys. In that case, it's clearly not your fault. It's the other person's fault because they're lying to you. They're giving you false hope. Mm -hmm. And I understand a lot of people, especially a lot of women, don't like confrontation. Of course, there's a lot of guys who hate it too. But I know that women are more prone to trying to avoid confrontation than men, right? But the thing is that you you need to flip it up. So if you're the one who's lying, either you're a guy, a guy or a girl, you need to think, what if you were going out with someone and you, you were having a great time and they're giving you all the signals and then you got a text saying, hey, maybe not. Let's not do this again, right? You're going to feel confused and like, what happened? Is it me? Is it that person? And then your self-esteem starts to get like doubtful. And like, did, did I do something wrong? You probably didn't do anything. It's just that this person was just lying to you. So if you're the liar, right? Or the person who's trying to avoid confrontation, right? Strong word, liar. Well, that's... Te- okay, fine. Leading them on. You're leading them on. Thank leader. you. <laughs> you're the leader. You're leading them on, right? You either have two, a couple solutions. Either one, you don't lead them on, Right? Or what you can do is that if they start throwing you all these, all these clusters, all these signs, right? Be very neutral about it. Be very neutral about it. And then at the end, right? At the end, once everything's about to end, you guys are going to go your way. Tell them, re- re- reassure them. Say, hey, listen, I really had a good time. I know that you're, maybe you were hinting or maybe I'm wrong, right? That you were hinting that maybe you want to do this again. But um, I personally, I just, I don't know. I just wouldn't want to. I think you're, you're a great person. We could definitely hang out again as friends, uh, but in, in another date, I, I just don't don't think so. Mm-hmm. But you do it towards the end, 
because if you do it early on, it could get awkward. It could get awkward, and then you know, then there's like an awkward silence. But if it's towards the end, that that person is most likely just going to leave. Yep. So I think that's what you should definitely do. Definitely. Um, the other thing that I would want to mention about this is that, um, you have to prepare yourself that in any date, this could happen. Yeah. Um, but you have to remember that there are other people out there, right? Because if you don't feel like there are other people out there or, like, you need to hold on to this person, it's, it's like, let, give me your hand. Like, let's say I'm, like, calling like this to you, right? You're not going to want to hang out there. Like, you want to go away, right? Correct. You can't cling so tightly to that person. So if that person wants to leave, you got to let him go, right? Yeah. And you got to remember that there's other hands to hold. Oh. Yeah. I like that. There's other hands to hold. <laughs> Her go. hands. Guys. Thank you so much. I think we're going to end here, right? I think so. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, guys, thank you so much uh, for sending us these questions. Send we us got, more. Yes, we got so much more questions. Yeah. But send us more questions. Uh, we're going to keep filming all these questions and then publish them once a week. But we are seeing your questions and we're going to answer them, guys. Thank you so much. Any last words, Eliza, to the audience? Thank you for listening, guys. I hope this helped you. We really appreciate it, guys. And follow us, comment, share these videos. Find us on YouTube, Conversation Guru, and our podcast, Converse With Anyone anywhere guys thank you guys so much and of course till next time